podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 41 of FMLPL. I am Milan. This Walsh. This is the FPL season finale, and it's going to be fucking dark. So let's start with an opening question. Um, season's over. So what's your Saturday morning? What's your Sunday morning like? Like, when do you wake up? What do you do? What is life? Etc. Yeah, I mean, for me in LA, the games normally start at 7, the slate. Usually I sleep through the early game, but... I mean, I'm probably just going to sleep a little bit longer than normal, I guess, and just like watch some TV that I normally wouldn't watch with the wife because she normally doesn't wake up till like nine or so. But it's just wor- so much worse, you know? It's just a downgrade of everything, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's and the, the, only, easy the only positive thing in New York is like, it's right when the season ends is when it starts getting regularly nice out. Mm-hmm. So at least they can like go outside and the sun's out. But you have nice weather all year long, so yeah, it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, it's no different. It's my yeah, life. I'll sleep a little later. I'll be less happy and less excited. and I'll really just be less manic. Less manic for sure yeah. also, but, but also happy. Uh, I feel like I'm very rarely happy. <laughs> <laughs> But, but when yeah. I come home, because, you know, I stay out so fucking late. Yeah. I come home at like five or six. I'm like legit excited to wake up like an hour and a half later and watch the early game. But no yeah, more of that. that. I'll be sleeping until noon. Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around doing that ever. But yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, life. It, su- it sucks. When the season's over, it sucks. It's like two months of just shit. Well, we'll get the Euros Euros. this year. Yeah, Euros will be nice. And then before we know it, it'll be like mid-July and we'll start getting like the the prices start coming out and shit. Yeah, and transfers will be going mad. Yeah, I mean those two weeks before game week one or two or three weeks are so fun. They're the best, yeah. They're so fun. You're just on the ultimate wild card. Yeah, just tinkering like mad every day. Oh, you're getting me al dente again. Yeah. It's going to be great. That's going to be good. All right. Huge shout out to the winner of the FMLFBL League, Calvin Chan, a.k.a. Hire Ray for United FC. I'll have to ask him what the fuck that means. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's happened again. It's happened again. Flying without Ings. It's happened again. He fucking choked. Yeah, he spurs it, right? He spurs it, dude. He was in the fucking first place for probably 30 Four of 38 weeks or something crazy like that. Yeah. And then Calvin Chan, Captain Giroud last week and just owned everyone. I mean, he had, what, I'm looking at his team, he had 76 points this week. He went yeah, up with to, the hit. He went up to 61 overall, which is pretty insane. That's ridiculous. So yeah. sick. Yeah, I mean, he had a stormer and he came from nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. He Overtake. was in like sixth or something. He, he took out Payet and Defoe for a hit. Brought in Mane and Giroud and Captain Giroud. So that's yeah. like a net, like, <laughs> Too much 44 even, points or something. Yeah, I can't even count. Just a hat trick fest. And imagine if the Smalling own goal, he had double United defense, too. Oh, my God, yeah. It could have just been that he much He would have probably been, like, 30 more places or so. Who knows? Yeah, at least, yeah. But yeah, We're, so we'll try and We'll try and get him a prize or something. Try and do a prize for the winner of the Fantasy Euros, too, like... 
some piece of merch when we get that going. So I see he has a Hong Kong flag. If we have, he has to pay for shipping out to Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going all the way out to Hong Kong. Sorry, but yeah, flying without innings, he fell to fourth place. He just he spares it. Still barely, good. barely even qualified for Champions League. Yeah, but it's still a good season. I mean, our league, uh, yeah, had, yeah, our league had seemed to be pretty good in the end, so hopefully we have more players and more tough, stiff competition next year. Yeah, it'll be good. I said, there's so many, it's nice to see like so many familiar names on top, like people who are actively us. emailing us and yeah. tweeting and all that shit. Yeah, but, um, yeah, totally. So you had a nightmare final game week of the season. Why don't you run us through that? <laughs> <laughs> I had 27 points. <laughs> my game week rank was 3.2 million. It was the worst of oh my Oh my god. It was the worst of my season by far. Oh um, my god. Did it. you have a goal? No, no goals. Well, you had an own goal. Oh, what? <laughs> you, had, <laughs> you had you had wait, I'm going through this right now. You had one you had one clean sheet, one assist. That's one it. assist. That's it. Own goal, ten men, and a midfielder clean sheet. Ten men, ten men, no goals. <laughs> Holy shit! No friends. No, no. Oh my god, did I have no friends on that day? <laughs> no friends I at went, all. I went from eleven k to sixteen k, which isn't like that bad, I guess. But it's, it's not pretty, that bad. It's pretty fucking bad though, dude. But it's just like insane. Like so, everything you said about not taking a hit. Last game week of the season just flew back right in your face. Yeah, but the thing is, on in honesty, what I would have done if I did do a transfer would have been Pie to Tadic. So Tadic. I would have netted even more negative points. Yeah, it would have been even worse. Yeah, I thank God I got Mane, not Tadic. I wouldn't have gotten Mane. But yeah, I mean, I stuck to my guns from the pot of just doing the one transfer, and I did Defoe out for long, which ended up being whatever. Defoe didn't play, but... Uh, yeah. I didn't expect Mignolet not to play, and then we heard Paye not playing, and I had Loftus' cheek. We heard that cheek. late, yeah. heard it late, and like that was also to my thinking, was I had Loftus' cheek, so I was thinking he could start, maybe Fat Gus would play the young guy, but even if he doesn't start and he gets a point, which he did do, if I took a hit, it would have been a minus five. Yeah, so yeah, like definitely. that's fucked. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you head. didn't really do anything wrong. You just had like a mare of all mares. Yeah, like, everything was like insane. if Shane Long got a brace, you would have been fine. Yeah, probably. As he should have. I would have just went down a little instead of so a little. Much, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I finished up 16k, which isn't super solid. It's not terrible. From it's just from where I was in 37 at 11k, so close to the objective of four digit rank, and then. Going so far back there, so that was just the only thing. Like, if I finished on 16th K and I had a big green, like we'll get to you. Yeah. But you, you had a big green to finish up, and you finished in the top 20k, which from yeah. where you were just like you know a handful of yeah. weeks ago seemed to completely untenable. Yeah, uh, untenable. no, I, I finished really strong. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? Let's get the yin to my yang. Yeah, so I did Defoe and Pyatt out for Long, who I captained, which is a fucking kill myself, but also Mane, who got 13, so mm-hmm. that was genius. And then uh, Monreal got me 10 because he got the assist, and then best of all, my friend Leighton Baines. Um, I got him for the doubles in 37, and it looked a really stupid bad punt, and then he came through this week with the big 15 spot, so... Yeah, I mean, he, he basically he made up for it at, at the end. Yeah, I mean, he basically, if you look at it, the last two weeks you got him. He got like nineteen points, like about fifteen points if you take the hit. 
for three yeah. weeks. That's like an average of five points for two yeah. weeks or whatever. It's I mean, like he an came average through of, big time. Yeah, it's huge. So and that was just like a and that was like an eye test. You know, I just watched him and was like. He looks amazing. Like he's back. He looks like incredible Leighton Baines all of a sudden. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to bring him in instead of like Smalling or PVA or whatever. And yeah, he came through. So cheers. Cheers, Leighton. Yeah. Still friends. Yeah. I mean, when he walked, took that pen, it was like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. And I was the only person on Twitter who fucking cared. Yeah. No one cared. Everyone was just like, oh, Penn to Everett and whatever. Oh, Baines is taken. I was just like, fucking all caps, like, fucking Baines, let's go. Yeah. And especially because people are like, yes, Baines is taking his Lukaku. Some people still probably have him, but. Yeah. And I just hit it. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I finished 19 something K. Like, yeah, I was. Not that long ago at like fucking three hundred k. So yeah, you. I feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, from the chips and your last like six or so game weeks, you just had such soaring situations. Yeah, game week twenty seven, I was three hundred k. Well, two hundred ninety four k, and then I finished nineteen k. So that's yeah, great. that's insane. That's like crazy. Yeah. So, so I mean, that does tell you also just the value of the chips this year because that yeah. played a big part. Like. The double yeah, I went up on the chips. Yeah, I went up fifty something k on my bench boost. I went up another ten k on my triple captain. So there, there it is. Yeah. So nice job, brah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I'm psyched FPL, for uh, Yeah. I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm psyched for the league to grow and just everyone needs to join our Euro League. I I was hanging out with work Danny today. And he thought we were joking about fantasy euros. Dan did. pod. Yeah, I was like, no, dude. Like, I'm definitely going to do it. Like, Walsh did fantasy World Cup. Let's go. Like, it's going to be genius. Yeah, fucking, I had such a good year on World Cup. Do you remember I told you I was telling you about it? I finished, like. I remember you just had all the good players. I finished in, like, the top thousand, I think. Oh, what? Yeah, I remember. I I kept going nuts to you about my year. Yeah, I mean. I wish I could I, check. I remember that. like watching the games and texting with you, but I wasn't playing, so I didn't like. I just didn't know like what yeah. rank or anything, you know. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to do? Let's do a sponsor, and then let's just banter. All right, bants. Uh, sponsor today. Stuck at home with the kids on a Saturday night when the babysitter falls through at the last minute, missing date night with the wife too often because the whiny brats need your constant watchful eye. If this sounds all too familiar, then I have just the answer to your childcare problems. Adam Johnson's Child Care Center has an extremely capable and experienced all-male staff who will have all have a knack for connecting with the little ones. Adam Johnson and his staff of trained diaper-changing professionals have experience with all minors and will be able to alleviate you and the missus at a moment's notice. Rates may be double for watching boys, as the staff much prefers spending time with young females. <laughs> so fucking gross, dude. It's so vile. It's such a fitting final sponsor. It's just like, oh, we're savages. We're all savage. Yeah, we are all savage. It's good. Yeah, we'll have to do like Euro theme sponsors for the Euros. It's gonna get interesting. We'll have like a new theme and like everything for the Euro pods. Yeah, Europod will be fun. We have to go back into the behind the scenes at FMLFPL to figure out what we're gonna do. Exactly. Yeah, we're taking like a two week hiatus, and then we'll be back for some fucking weird shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so Spurs finished third in a two horse race. 
Anything else need to be said about that? No, I don't really want to. I mean, Lester. Yeah, what are we even talking about? I think we should just talk maybe a little lessons learned, a little talk about the chips, and then. Yeah, what are the lessons learned? What are. Yeah, talk to me. Um. So I, I mean, I was been thinking about this a lot the last handful of days, just because I finished up so badly, and I was just trying to think of like what happened. But I remember, I think for me, the one thing I did that was the pinpo- that I pinpointed as my main downfall was back in like in the game week like twelve to fourteen range, I managed to climb up to like the sixteen seventeen k rank. Yeah, and that was when the tempo was pretty strong with like Mars and Vardy and blah 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 blah, and there were very few differential spots. And I remember yeah. when I, I got rid of Mares because I just fucking was like fuck it, and then and every he was like seventy five percent owned or something crazy, and then he rattled off a couple of big games, and I went down like a hundred and fifty k in two weeks. Yeah, yeah I, I was right there with you. Yeah, yeah, I had two like horror show two million plus game week ranks, and just everything fell apart, and then. From that point, it was just trying to get back to where I was, um, and I think I just lost sight of the long-term nature of the game of how long it's really such a marathon, not a sprint. With picking your points of where to differentiate and like getting rid of someone with that ownership at that early in the season, in hindsight, was just so dumb. Like it was such an unnecessary risk. Unnecessary risk, yeah. And it's the kind of thing that. I mean, realistically, if you don't come out by like game week six or seven in the top one or two thousand, you have no chance of winning the whole thing. So, I mean, I all I had to do at that point, all I really want to do each year is finish in the top ten k, is just plod along. And I knew I would hold the chips, and that would be a big boost for me late on. But I got just antsy, and I don't know if it was like because of the pod, and I was trying to just go too nuts. But yeah, I think the pod had a big effect on our impatience this season. Yeah, because it felt like I was. It was like it felt like that was when I needed to do something different to break through. When I really should have just maintained the course and just played patient and kept doing sensible things, and I would have been top ten k solidly. And so I think that for me was the number one takeaway. Just early on next year, um, just try and be smart with my moves like I normally am, but just be patient and don't differentiate too far from those kind of highly owned players who still have points potential in the early stages of the season. Because the chances are with our knowledge and just how we how closely we pay attention to everything, if we just do that and don't take any weird risks, we should ride, cream rise to the crop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much right there with you on my, on my like biggest blunder of the season. Like, I remember exactly why we got rid of Mars. It was when he didn't start that game against Norwich. Yeah, we, we and, overreacted. And, yeah, and Ranieri said in the press, he was like, oh, I just thought like Mars needed a rest and we needed to be a little more defensive or something like that. And we interpreted that as, oh, he's not nailed. And he had been like missing some pens and stuff. I think he was off pens at that point. It was like, okay, he's not nailed anymore. It's time to move on. Like maybe, maybe that's when Alexis came into our teams or something. But I remember that I wild carded, and my wild card like just ended my season. Like I got rid of the template because really on the pod we had just been complaining so much about the template. I got rid of. All those guys, Mars included, and and just got like a fresh start. Like 
I think that was when I got Mitrovic for the first time and like I got Alexis and Costa and KDB and just like all these sexy guys who hadn't really been playing well, but I just wanted to switch it up. And like I had like almost four or five consecutive red arrows and dropped like 150 places just right there. And that was just like the end of me. And then I just had to like climb back into the template, which is the worst part. And just take hits for guys that are highly owned and just, you know, lose points that way. And it was just, yeah, that that really ended my season. Yeah. It was really weird for you with having wild carded and just picking like all the wrong players. I think that you were probably just, I was, I wasn't out of the top 100 K until game week 15. I went from 90 to 180 and from 14 to 15 and I wild carded in game week 10. And yeah. I just had red, red, green, red, red. Yeah, and that's the like, thing is in the beginning of the season, I mean, if you have, if you're in the top 100K for the first, after like the first six or so like w- weeks, you're, that's insane, amazing shape. Yeah. And it's like, like the season's so long, but if, you, if you're in that region, you just need to keep doing what you're doing kind of thing and hold the template players and things like yeah. that. So I don't really remember why I wildcarded. I think like you I pro- were just... I probably had some injuries and stuff, and and I wanted to get rid of Mara, something like that, you know? I think you just, like, wanted new players, because we were just... I mean, that's... who I always want new players, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think, you know... I doubt that was the only reason why. I should have gone back before we potted to look at it, but regardless, it was just... Yeah, like you said, like, it's so weird to... I've I've used so many wild cards in my life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a negative effect from them, but this time it just completely fucked me and ruined my yeah. season. And you can't really take a lesson from that. It was just like more of a one-off cuz norm, you know, normally you use the wild card when you have a f- couple injuries and you have some bad fixtures to a few players, like you know, you just pop it off, but Yeah, I mean, I was in cruise control. Like I started with Mares, like I got Vardy early. I was like Pretty much below 50k for the entire season up until uh, after game week 14. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's no real lesson there. It's just uh, similar to yours, though. Just like hold tight. I have a good rank. Don't jump ship on Mars just because he got benched one game. He's the highest owned, highest scoring player in the in the game at that point. So yeah, and then. Also, don't get him at the end of the season when he's terrible and hold him as he gets blanks for the last like six of the last seven. <laughs> God, weeks. yeah, you had him for a long time. Um, yeah, he he was really just the he fucked me this year. He fucked a lot of people this year. Yeah, because I was a th- I remember I got him really early on the bandwagon. I think it was like game week three. I got I hopped yeah. on, and a lot of people yeah. waited, and he helped me propel up to like you know a decent spot early days, but. I just got rid of him, and then I got him back at the wrong time, and I don't know. It's just a nightmare. Um, yeah. Another yeah. lesson I wanted to talk about was something that I would never really done before, but it, it was one of the key things for me coming back was tripling defense. I mean, I've tri- I tripled Leicester defense for after they started doing those one nils, and that was a big part of my green arrows from huge like, yeah from like being 100k to being closer to top 10k i mean getting those triple cleans week in week out were massive and i don't know i for whatever reason in the past it's always like i even like i remember when west brom were really good defensively 
and I would I like would double or something, but I never really triple. Like Southampton were good a little bit defensively a couple of years ago or last year, and I did remember, it last. Yeah, year you did it, to but effect. I did it too late. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not going to be shy to triple D again, especially if one of the players is a goalkeeper. Like I'm thinking, if it's not, I I toyed around with it. I remember I got flashbacks to my game week pre game week one team on wild card where I was toying with something where I had uh, two defenders that I would be rotating with another two defenders, so double up on defense and then the same goalkeeper, so I'd be tripling defense on two teams and then I had one like good defender yeah, and I would start every week or something like that week. and yeah, I would be rotating like the rotation would be a triple defense yeah, I know, I see what you're saying yeah, that's know. interesting so I'm wondering if I, I don't know, because I feel like it's, I don't know, it's tough at the beginning of the season because you never know where clean sheets are so hard to predict but I don't know. It's something about the tripling on defense. See, it was really good. I don't know. It was a positive thing. I don't know. I've always been afraid of it. Maybe just because you can think about, oh, one little misplay from somewhere, somehow, and a goal goes in, and that's minus 12, and you're fucked. It's right. like spreading the risk versus not. But if there are teams that are stout defensively and they have better chances of keeping clean sheets than other teams, then why not invest as much as you can? Yeah, totally. No, and like you said, as long as one of them is a goalie, and one of them is like someone like Fuchs. Yeah, who's, who's attacking threat too. He's so attacking. He's on corners, he's on set pieces, and he's just a bonus magnet. So the, like those, that combo makes it so good because by themselves you can excuse starting them every week between Schmeichel and Fuchs. And then just it's almost like you're not tripling because they're so good on their own. Um, and they'll get save points and shit. Yeah, if they don't, save points mm-hmm. and yeah, just. I'm Fuchs gets bonuses even when they don't keep clean, so it's like ridiculous. <laughs> Max bonus. Yeah, there weren't that many. Like I, I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I just feel like there weren't as many like steady attackers this year out of defense, which is like something that I know both of us usually go towards. Like you know, whether it's Ivanovic or Baines or something, like someone that we just start every week blind. For a while. For a while, and they just get, like, a few goals, a few assists in that span. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like that never happened this week except for Circus Charlie. I think, yeah, Daniels had his moment of, like, five or so game weeks where he was yeah. gold, but then... And, I mean, And two, I guess Van Anhol ended the season like yeah, that. Yeah, but that was very late on. But, yeah. um I feel like with Leicester and with Arsenal, like they showed themselves, and Spurs also. Those three teams probably had... Well, Leicester, okay, second half of the season, everyone had at least one Leicester defender. Spurs' defense yeah. was good for a while. They were yeah. probably the earliest to show themselves. And a lot of people fell off at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, badly. And, you know, they had... I remember when I had Loris, like, they had all those fucking games where they were conceding one goal and it was one a nightmare. Goal. Yeah, but Toby was still scoring a goal every game, but um, yeah, that's what's annoying about Spurs is they had like the lowest goals allowed, but they did not have the most clean sheets. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean United were really good all year, but there, that was the same thing with lack of options. If you don't have Smalling, Blind wasn't clasped correctly by the game, and then he was rotating fullbacks all the time. Like that was tough to hop on. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I feel like there were a pretty steady stable of. Handful of def- I guess Dan had his moment in the sun too this year when he was scoring goals and shit. But yeah, I, I just see what feel you like mean it was about so clustered. You know what I mean? It's like Dan scoring was like I feel like a six or seven week stretch yeah, where they, he scored like yeah. three goals or something. And same with Daniels and same with PVA and same with like Bellerin even. 
And like other than Kolarov at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Kolarov at the beginning of the year and Toby. Yeah, it was waves. Had, it was weird, you're right. It was waves. Like it wasn't like Steady. No one yeah, no one had no one had like a skirtle from two years ago or, or like, like a Bane season or like last like, year, like yeah, like Terry. Yeah, Terry and Ivanovich last year. Yeah, just, yeah like owning that those a defender from one team from game week one to thirty eight being a really viable option. Yeah, really just yeah. Didn't really see that this year. Yeah, that it was, was a, a yeah, weird. it was kind of just like follow the herd this year defensively. It was a little bit weird. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of follow the herd this year too. Kind of, I don't know if it's just every year and it catches me by surprise every year, but hopping on those players early always seems to just sometimes I get it right. Like I feel like I got it right with Mars this year. I got him game week three. It was pretty quick to react to those first two good game weeks. But I think catching the lightning in the bottle when like a player's on the upswing and maybe even just not focusing that much on stats. But when the ownership starts going really high and the bandwagon starts picking up momentum, especially early on, I feel like it's just always better to just, just get the player. Especially and, this year. Yeah. Especially it, it happened. This every year. single bandwagon player from start to finish, like scored. Yeah, like and there were a points. lot of a lot it of them were so cheap. frustrating. Yeah, and a lot of them were cheaper options too this year. Like the premium options outside of the forwards didn't really hit any and at any point. Like Alexis, you could have easily not owned all year and been fine. Yeah, um, you've been better off. Probably. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, the Silva, Hazard, those players who were like priced at nine plus mil, ten mil of the regions. Even KDB didn't wasn't that good for that long. Yeah, no. Um, all of those bandwagons were cheaper. It started like two years ago with Ramsey and Yaya. Like, if you got them early, then you're going to just be great. Yeah, yeah, and they and you just hold them all fucking year. Yeah, but it's especially with those players that are cheaper, like Vardy. I know a lot of people didn't get Vardy early, too. I, I think I remember hopping on Vardy pretty quickly as well. But. Yeah, I feel like we got him like seven or eight or something. I remember like having a Vardy section on the pod where we were just like, Yo, we can't ignore this anymore. Yeah. And then I guess later on, Ali did the same extent. It's like yeah, he was in everyone's yeah. team. And the thing is, when you get those cheap guys who are getting points, they just enable so much elsewhere also. So it minimizes the risk even more because you're not using a large portion of your funds on that player or those players. So that's also something I think I'm going to try yeah. and react said, even quicker with next year. Is Yeah, we said it all year long. Another on that same, like piggybacking off of that, like, it was such a weird year in terms of budget allocation because, uh, like, Aguero and Kane both started really, really slowly. So for the first, like, 10-plus weeks, you would have been better off with, like, an 80-million-pound team, not 100 million, because yep. all of the best options were so cheap. Mm-hmm. And, like, sure, by the end of the season, you would have had, like, expensive defenders, expensive forwards, and still cheap mids were better than expensive mids. But, like, yeah, it was just weird how not using your money, which is so tempting always, was actually the best option for a large part of the year. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And then I guess, like, last thing, we could just talk about the chips for a second and just our thoughts on them. Yeah, I mean... What do you think? How did it go for I don't know, I mean... First season with chips. Yeah, first season with chips, I mean... One thing that I definitely did poorly that I think you did a much better job on for my game week 34 bench boost was I didn't give enough credit to game week 37. I still ended up with a good game week 37 by some luck and with my triple captain and stuff, but 
I should have. I mean, we talked at length about guys like Cresswell and Smalling and shit, and you got both of them. And well, Cresswell shot the bed in thirty-seven, but he was good for for the rest of the time. And Smalling was, as we said, probably in, in like our game week thirty-two pod. I think we shouted like Smalling is going to be the top scorer for the rest of the season, and he pretty much was. Like they had so many cleans to end the year. I just didn't. I went so hard on gaming 34, just like pretty much only focusing on how can I score the absolute most points with my bench boost in gaming 34 that I just wasn't ready at all for 37. And I ended up having to take hits to get in, like just to have like four or five doublers, which kind of sucked. Yeah, but I mean, I was just looking at it also. I mean, I tried to set up, but I still took a huge amount of point hits between 34 and 37, too. I mean, I took two minus eights and a minus four. So I I basically did the same exact thing you did, just in a different order. I think this season with that was what happened that was so fucked up were just the blanks in 35. And, you know, and then the Liverpool situation really fucked us big time. Liverpool situation really fucked us. Um, but yeah, I think the double game week lessons, I think we talked about it a little bit in, in previous pods, yeah, so did. I don't want to get too deep into it. But yeah, I think just paying closer attention next year to the teams and other competitions and try and remember, it, it's going to be hard because it's going to be in about a year and we are, you know, we have our memories or not long we'll remember. We'll remember. We'll try and remember. But that would be something that would be great for us to fix also because I know there would have been a few players I wouldn't have gone into my wild card with um Due to nailed nailed concerns, so hopefully yeah. next year we get that better. And you brought up, I remember um, on last pot or two pots or whenever the fuck it was after the doubles. Like it's also weird that the two best teams in the league, Leicester and Tottenham, were both not in any competitions. That's like rare. Yeah. So in this weird year with like a shock team like Leicester and Tottenham getting knocked out early. Like it would have probably been better to just keep those guys and just had, you know, the best of the doublers on your team, you know, and not just gone full fifteen with doublers. But yeah, it's tricky. It's hard. Yeah, we'll have to see next year what teams have doubles and what their schedule like. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be way different. Yeah, yeah, it's always so different that way. Yeah, it's always so different. Who advances? And we'll see if they are. There even are chips next year. We have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly, re- in retrospect, like, really like the chips. I think they. I like them a lot. Yeah. The one thing I would like for them to do though is for them to give you a like a finite window of game weeks that you can use certain chips. Either keep these three, or maybe add a couple new ones, or something like that. But when like the casuals just play all of their chips game weeks one, two, and three, it's like you know you're they're just fucked. Like. Yeah, uh, that sucks. I don't like that. Cause it the feels advantage, like unfair. Yeah. yeah, the advantage that we get from playing bench boost or whatever and when we have all the... like, It's so much more tilted into our favor, which I'm sure they don't want. The FPL, I'm sure no, they don't want yeah, it. Of course to, like, not. We, yeah. They already have us as like lifetime players. Like, yeah, For the absolutely. casual player, I'm sure it gives them some more fun and interest to be like, oh, let me do this chip and now you have extra players this week. This is fun. But yeah. I feel like they could do it like that a little bit differently. And uh, I did really like the bench boost and the triple captain, but I mean, the AOA couldn't have been more worthless. I'm surprised it's that got so passed. Bad. I'm surprised it just like even got past like the research and development aspect of the game because if you just think about it in theory, it doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, it's, it it's you're swapping in a defender, like your worst midfielder for your third, your third best defender. Like, how many points can that be for one week? Like, well, the best case you can get, that's you know, it's a few points. It's bullshit. Yeah, they the need best to- case is you have three suspended defenders, and you have like a fucking random guy score a goal as a midfielder, and even still, you only net like six to eight yeah. points. I mean, what, like, oh, you get to save your transfer. Like, that's the best you can hope for. It's just compared to something where you get, you know, an extra complete slate of points for your captain, or you get four additional players. Yeah. It's not, they're not, they're not comparable. So I hope they, they tweak that a little bit, but I really wouldn't mind if they added more chips, if there were like five next yeah, year. Yeah, that'd be really fun. It just one, mixes it up. Yeah, and one other thing I think I mentioned, I was just thinking like they could do something with like the AOA where maybe they let you keep that formation for three weeks. Then it matters. Yeah, that was your original idea. Yeah, or I if like they, that. Or if they do like a reverse thing where they maybe they they give you like six points for your defender clean sheets for like three weeks or something instead of four, something like that. Right, right. Like right, all right. out defense chip or yeah, something. Yeah. Or you, park you the, play park the bus chip. Yeah, Mourinho you, chip. Yeah, you play like all five of your defenders and you get like double points for clean sheets that week or something. Yeah, like, and would fouls be... and red cards and headbutts and eye gouging and <laughs> stomping. Yeah, like there's so many things they could do <laughs> like that. That would Yeah, no. We gotta get someone from FPL on the pod. That's like such a goal to get them on here and interview them and talk about that kind of shit. Cause I'm so curious, like how those meetings go and and who's coming up with that shit and how it passes like all at attack could also mean like you get a you actually get another striker for like a week or two weeks or something you know yeah you can they transfer like, it in and play four forwards like yeah, that they, would be sick yeah they give you like an extra free transfer when you activate it and you get in a fourth forward and that you get that for like two weeks or something. And that would be so cool. Yeah, and it like doesn't count against your salary cap or something. Like they could get really funky with the rules, but then I don't know if it's too like impure because the game is really good how it is. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. It's a fine line, but it it's all fun shit. Yeah, and then the Euros. Like um, I'm going off topic, but the Euros I like how like because I was talking about it in person today with work, Danny and. He was asking, but like, yeah, but teams get knocked out. How does it work? And it's cool how they like stagger. You get a wild card after the group stage, and then you can have up to four players per team, and you get this many free transfers after the round of 16, and you can have like six players on your team, like shit like that, where it's just fun to have like different rules, and like it just gets it a little more exciting. Yeah, we'll get into the Euro rules shit yeah. when we when we get into our next pod, probably. But yeah, so for this season, I mean, it's over. We're looking forward to the... Well, you're definitely looking forward to the FA Cup final. Palace yeah. United on Saturday, and then Champs League final the week after that. And other than that, just like international friendlies and shit, because Euros are around the corner. Yeah, so we'll probably that'll be a wrap for us for the season, I guess, and we'll we'll of course be FML FPLing next year. Um, oh yeah, yeah. People were asking me like, "Oh, are you guys gonna pod next? like absolutely we're potting next year." Pod till not even a shout out of doubt. Yeah, pod grow, till death. We need to grow the empire. Yeah, pod till death do us part. Let's go. Um, but we'll probably yeah, like you mentioned at the beginning, few weeks, couple weeks off, and then we'll come back. Start talking Euros and... We'll yeah, we'll either be back um, like Memorial Day week, which is like 30th or 31st of May, or we'll be back for after the like the 
the games start on June 10th, so we'll maybe be back on like that Monday, June 6th or something. One of those two weeks. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll do two pods or so. We'll I'm see. getting a, my wisdom teeth pulled on June 7th, so we got a pod before that because my mouth will just be a pile of blood. Dude, you're old for wisdom scenarios. Well, I haven't been to, like you, I haven't been to the dentist in like five fucking years. So he said, so like, wisdom teeth have to go? That's it. It's just one one wisdom tooth. Oh, that's not that bad then. And I have no cavities still. I was so scared because of your situation. Mm, you lucky fuck. <laughs> she was like, she was like, so how long was your last dentist appointment? I was like, I don't know, five to ten years. And she was like, oh god, <laughs> like she was really scared that it was going to be like a fucking horror show. But I, I guess I do pretty well. Good job, Alana. I'm proud of you. Yeah, everyone should uh, brush their teeth. It's a good floss. Habit. Go to the dentist. Oh, floss your dill, Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, that's it, huh? Mm-hmm. Check us out, fmlfpl.com. You can find the Euro League info on there and all the, all the other shit. Follow on Twitter, at fmlfpl. Email, fmlfpl at gmail.com. Join both leagues. Like us on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. All that shit. Cheers. You can't join both leagues anymore. Too soon, but... <laughs> <laughs> too soon. I, what yeah, do, I, I get know. it. I'm reading off a script. Like, no, I don't know. No, it's funny because I, I zoned and then I just came back into consciousness and I just heard you say, like, join both leagues. I was like, both leagues. Oh. You're like, no, you fucking idiot. And don't email us because the pod's not going on. Yeah, don't email us because, no, if you email us about euros and shit, I'll fucking... No, you should, you should still email us, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.